Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. My name is Zach. I'm Steve. And we're here today to talk about uh, the first book in Stormlight Archive. This is The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. And we're kind of like backfilling because we messed up a little bit and read some chapters ahead of time that we shouldn't have done yet and skipped like four chapters in the meantime. So here we are to do those two to four chapters. And Jake is on vacation, so he won't be joining us today. Yep. Just in spirit as a three rivers boy. Uh, So we have chapter 14, Payday. Uh, So like you were saying, this is not as depressing because he's not going to kill himself. Since the beginning of the book where he's not suicidal. So instead of being suicidal, he's going crazy and he's trying to get a bunch of uh, people who are miserable to wake up and do jumping jacks. (laughs) This is his early army routine. Yeah, so Kaladin uh, wakes up before everybody and tries to skedaddle them out of the hut. What do they? What do they live in? Like a cabin? Uh, it's like but, a soul cast barracks, I think. It's kind of like sheetrock. Huh? They made it out of like uh, mud or something, and then soul cast it to stone. Oh, nice. So that's why it makes it through storms. Yeah, uh, he actually carries Moash out of the barrack. Uh, some of the some of the rest of Bridge Four comes out, but Gaz shows up and basically tells them he has no authority over them. So they're like, "No, I'm not <laughs> going to do this." Yeah, they still have pretty bad attitudes. Like they're pretty well conditioned to be hopeless at this point. I feel like that would make it ten times harder to run a bridge, just to be super pissed the whole time. Well, they've all just like given up. I think they're just resigned to death. So they're like, "Why are you torturing yourself before you go out?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he receives his pay from Gaz. And at this point, I think he had already negotiated the bribe, but uh, we see him only get one of his spheres for his pay. So one of five uh, because he's bribing Gaz. Uh, he's a little bit worried about Gaz at this point because he's still a sneaky one eyed motherfucker and uh, asks Sil to watch over him. It's nice to have a spren that can just like float around and spy on everybody. And listen to your instructions. Yeah. Can't tell if she's doing that because she has to or, oh, I just thought of something I think she just kind of likes him a lot. Mm -hmm. Does he still have any rocks that he was given uh, by his little brother? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Kaladin does what he intended everybody else to do. He starts exercising. He's doing laps. He gets a board from the lumberyard. I, I always like thought this, the lumberyard guys are like, what the fuck do you want this for? I, I liked how they never said no to him. It was, you know, they kind of helped him out the whole book. They're like, yeah, I guess if you're that much of a lunatic, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I guess it. he he even said like, I'll return it. <laughs> like, okay. Uh yeah, so none of Bridge Four does any of this with him, uh, side eyeing him. And Syl starts talking to Kaladin uh, and mentioning that she's changing uh, and that she doesn't think she'll be able to go back. And this is kind of leading up to something that happens later uh, where she briefly leaves. Or did that already happen? She said she had that to go. That already do happened. Something. That was when she went to get the uh, leaf, poison leaf, yeah. Was it Deathbane or Brightbane mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. 
it seems like there's something more to Syl, right? I don't even think by the end of this book we completely understand. Uh, but she seems to be helping out. Uh, yeah, there's always another secret. Mm-hmm. She seems to be helping him out because he's talented. Uh, but that ends the chapter. Yeah. And the next one we get is an Adolin and Dalinar chapter. This is chapter 15, The Decoy. So we're back at the scene of the Chasm Fiend attack out in the Shattered Plains where we uh, almost lost King Alucard to the beasts from the Chasm. Uh, Adolin is overseeing the cleanup and he notes that a lot of the other Light Eyes are showing Dalinar a little more respect than they have been recently, you know. He showed off a little bit of his badass Blackthorn streak, and they kind of remember who he is for a minute. Uh, there's some drama going on in the pavilion, meanwhile. Elokar is calling Dalinar out for not winning enough gem hearts. He's like, why can't you be more like Sadius? He's out there all the time killing Parshendi, winning gem hearts, making us look good. I think it's funny that Adolin wants him to be more like Sadius when Sadius sucks. You know, he's like, why aren't you like this guy? <laughs> well, Aelin hate? hates Sadius for sure. So he's like trying to beat him at it. He he wants to be. Well, I think he just, he just wants his father to be respected, I think. And that's like how you get respect is to the win gem hearts. I see. I don't want Sadius's respect. Well, all the other lords though. True. Uh, so this turns into like a big argument where Adolin stands up for his dad and calls Sadius a coward. And Sadius is like super pissed about it and starts going in on all of the uh, Colins here. He calls Renarin useless and they almost like draw swords there. Like Dalinar is like, yo, I'll fucking kill you for that. Yeah, I wish we had the quote here, but he, he basically shuts it down. But it would it would be against the way of kings to duel right now for Dalinar. So he has a lot of restraint here. Gotta live by the codes. Uh, I have no doubt that he would have killed Sadius. I don't know if you would always kind of kill, but. diffuses the situation by like drawing all of the heat to himself instead. <laughs> yeah. He asks a question and Renarn's the only one that answers it well. Man, I should have pulled more quotes from this section because there are a lot of good ones. I think Wit says something along the lines of can anybody say something or can anybody say Well, first he idea. has the line where he's like, it's my job to hurl insults and it's your job to be in sluts. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about Sadius going to brothels, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah, I could remember uh, the name of the riddle, but Renard insults. He, he challenges Sadius to say something clever. Oh. And Sadius is like kind of bumbles his way around and then Renard is just like something clever. Mm-hmm. And Wit's like, I'll give that one to you. Yeah. He actually builds Renarin, which is nice because Renarin usually gets a, a bad rap. Yeah. He's a smart boy, though. And sometimes there's uh, more than one way to win. He doesn't always have to be about the brawn. Sometimes you can just charge a horse straight out of Chasm Fiend. <laughs> yeah. That's not always a great idea, though. So Adolin and Dalinar actually look at the strap together. Uh, this strap is so annoying. The entire book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Elokar is convinced this was an assassination attempt, and he thinks that his saddle strap has been sabotaged in order to make him fall off at a critical moment during the Chasm Fiend hunt. And he puts Dalinar in charge of figuring out 
who was behind it all. And Dalinar and Adolin are like, we're pretty sure this was not an assassination attempt, but we'll take a look anyhow. We think you're kind of dumb, <laughs> uh, but we have to humor you. So Dalinar is like, I don't have time for this bullshit, Adolin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're the one You're the one who's going to do this. Which later sets up Adolin going on a date where he drags his date. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Dalinar just sends him out to talk to a bunch of leather workers and grooms and see if any of them saw anything shady or if they can tell anything by looking at the uh, piece of saddle strap that they have. So Adolin can't stand that Dalinar, fa- or not favors but humors or works with Sadius. Just like accepts him, I mm-hmm. guess. It does seem like they have a good history together. Uh, I don't know if I'll read and find out in later books, but I don't think... You'll see them. There's a flashback. Okay, yeah. that's good because I have no idea why you would like this person. <laughs> I don't think he ever is likable. True. He's pretty much the same. It's just that Dalinar's much less likable also. Uh, but he also doesn't think he would kill Elokar, or at least plot against him. Yeah, their personalities clash a lot, but he knows that he's loyal to the king no matter what because of what they went through together to bring Gavilar to the throne. Hmm. Maybe he'll think differently. <laughs> I think uh, I have in the notes here that I see this very much as a Vegeta and Goku kind of relationship. Where Sadius is Vegeta and Dalinar is Goku. I'm the prince. I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of like that. He's like, I work hard. I get. I'm only the strong deserve to prosper. The most important words a man can say. So yeah, the the chapter ends with Dalinar kind of thinking about his fever dreams and and what the most important words oh no i'm sorry that's what his brother wrote yeah that's the uh last words well his brother didn't write it true dalinar thinks he did (laughs) there's actually the assassin in white yeah and i i wasn't thinking this as i was reading it but that would really bother dalinar that his brother wrote something or like to think that he wrote something because he shouldn't know how to read or write yeah Men do not read or write in a lethy culture. So that automatically may, like freaks Dalinar and everybody else out. Basically. And so that means he didn't say the words though, right? We we get that with Kaladin in this book, but we don't see it with Dalinar. Oh, that's great. Can't wait for that. If it ever happens, read and find <laughs> out. Yeah, and that's the end of that chapter. The decoy. So yeah, next we have chapter 16, and that is titled Cocoons. This is a Calden flashback chapter. I don't know if I've said this before, but these are my least favorite chapters, I think. The Calden flashbacks to when he was a kid. Yeah, I feel like this really hurt Calden for me. Uh, you guys always tell me about how you're, when you're reading these books, you're kind of waiting for the next Calden chapter. And I felt like this is why I didn't anticipate more Calden, uh, where I did look forward to. I guess Kaladin flashback chapters are in a different category for me than Kaladin present. You only chapters. like branded, branded Kaladin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about that uh, after this. Yeah, so he's pretty so, yeah. young in this flashback. Yeah, I think he's like 10 or something like that. Is that right? It's not the first one, right? 10, 10 or 12 or something Or is like it the that. first one? I think it is. No, it's not. 
The first one is when they're uh, in the surgery and he's deciding to become a surgeon with his dad. He's like, okay, I'll go to Carbroth and learn. <laughs> I need you to make a decision about your career right now. Forget about this foolish soldier business. You're going to be a healer like your old man. We only play clerics in this household. <laughs> <laughs> so this is young Cal, and he's hanging out with this girl, Laurel, who is the daughter of Bright Lord Wistiel, who is the manor lord of uh, Hearthstone here. And this is the girl that everybody kind of expects Cal to marry at some point. Betrothed. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of a big deal because he's not a noble and she is, you know. Yeah, he's he's a dark eyes. I forget what level he is, but he's a high ranking mm-hmm. dark eyes, but he is still not. It's, it's also pretty eyes. strange though for how young he is, and she might even be younger to kind of. I think they're the same age. Just to think, you know, this is my future. You know, this is where I'm going to be after I become a surgeon. For a medieval society, that's like, typical. I know, but it's still a lot yeah. for a child. It's, Especially one who's just catching lurges, lurgs. I've been reading. I've been rereading uh, a song of ice and fire, and they're like betrothing Tommen and Marcella when they're like eight and nine Jeez. or something. Like, how old is Marcella? She's pretty hmm. young. <laughs> so yeah, they're kind of out and they're catching bugs and talking about how he's going to be a surgeon. And I like that. This is kind of cute, actually. Like them catching the bugs to like play a joke on their dad later. They're going to like throw one at him in the shower or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was his mother's idea, I believe. (laughs) Uh, And while they're out and about, they stopped and talked to some boys who are practicing with quarterstaffs instead of out working the fields like usual. And this is a cool interaction. We kind of get to see how Kaladin is kind of stuck in the middle between the lower ranking dark eyes and the light eyes where he doesn't really like totally fit in with either crowd. Well, they don't think he works. These guys all resent him because he like, isn't working out in the fields like day and night. He literally has to watch like children lose their legs or die. And (laughs) it's ridiculous, but uh, he fights them. What are you out there reading books? And I, Take that fancy book learner and fuck <laughs> off. Well, he says, how about we fight? And he gets addicted to it. Yeah. I was more than into it. He like feels it. He's like, oh, this is where I need to be. It's like, calm down, <laughs> Kaladin. It's just a stick. He, a at one point, he has a chance to like kill this kid. The guy's like has his back turns toward him on the ground. And I was like, oh, Kaladin can just like end it right there. Pop, you know, knock him out at least. Uh, and he doesn't, but then he gets his ass kicked. And I'm like, what, did you like let that guy win? It really felt that way. Kind of, yeah. Well, I think he just got like overwhelmed by it because it was the first fight that he was in. So like he kind of let him win and he kind of just like was inexperienced. He's like, next time I'll finish the fight. Next time I'll keep you. None. Oh, and they come back and find Wistiel's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My future. And this is uh, what creates the problems for their family. For the, and they're like, "Oh, by the yeah. way, he left you a basically of all of it, a huge jar." Yeah, that's yeah. the end of that chapter. Another Kaladin chapter now coming up, chapter seventeen. 
yeah, this is the last one that we have before we're all caught up to where we uh, recorded ahead of ourselves here. So this is chapter 17, like you said, a bloody red sunset. Here we have Kaladin uh, making good on some of that training that he got from his old man at a young age, using some of those medicine And this skills. is a good demonstration of him being smart because he's able to navigate this conversation yeah. and realize that he was being lied to and also negotiated better prices. Yeah, so the conversation we're referencing here is Kaladin goes to visit an apothecary that's out that's shut up shop in the war camp here. And he wants to get some medical supplies for bridge four because he's over this shit where they just, leave I think he also mentions that time. there are other stores he could have gone to, but he can't afford like real bandages and things like that. Yeah. So he's going to the apothecary instead because yeah, he's talking about like the official mm-hmm. army supply depot, I think. And he's like, Oh, they wouldn't give a shit to Bridgman. So, yeah, when he first comes in, the apothecary is like offering him love potions and shit like that. And Kyle's yeah. like, no, yeah. I know science. And the guy loses his <laughs> accent, right? And also like stops like limping or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, a smart person. <laughs> so he's trying to get some uh, first like wound dressings and then also some antiseptics so he can try to prevent infection which they think is caused by Rotspren, but we know is actually bacteria. Uh, so he, when he goes into this apothecary and the guy realizes that he's not a dummy, uh, he starts talking to him about prices and the antiseptic he wants is too expensive. So he tells him what plant, and I don't have that right now, but we, we can cover that later when, when they go hunting for it uh, to make antiseptic. But he pulls out... Uh, what money he does have, and I believe they're dead. Uh, they don't have light in them. Done. Uh, and he doesn't Dumb really understand why say, that. Yeah, he, I think he blames serious. Gaz, actually, and says, like, you know, that filthy dude, he must have took the light out of these. But um, he gets uh, bandages, uh, a needle and string, and he heads back, and as soon as he's about to leave, he hears a horn. Uh, and this is the same Just day that he was exercising, I believe. So I think he's exhausted from that and also just being a bridgeman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is important that Time to go again, we're done because that explains why he was able to get through this next bridge run. Yeah. So he's been like uh, breathing in all this stormlight. That's why he keeps ending up with all the done spheres because he's like suddenly using his powers. This whole yeah. Time. And when he goes uh, on this trip, he's also still trying to look good in front of his men. Uh, or he stands at parade rest, I believe, while people are crossing his bridge. Mm. Yeah, he like goes to the front and stays there the whole time, like in the death row. And like while everybody else is passing out on the side, as usual, uh, while they're waiting for the armies to cross, Kaladin is like standing there at parade rest, and all the soldiers are looking at him like he's crazy. And the bridgemen think he's even more crazy. <laughs> I think one might even throw something at Kaladin. Yeah. Some of them, like, I know they confront him, like, a couple passing soldiers are like, who do you think you are, bridge boy? Standing at parade rest like a soldier? I can't imagine being bothered by something as dumb as that, but, you know, they're also fighting for their gem hearts, so I'm sure they're stressed. (laughs) I think a lot of 
the low-ranking soldiers in the army kind of resent the bridgemen coming up because they're like not the if you're not they're the second lowest guy on the totem pole so it's nice to have somebody who's got it worse than you yeah and once the bridgemen get promoted that then there's nobody that has it worse than the regular infantry <laughs> guys now <laughs> uh so he gets some of bridge four to actually help him which is cool I yeah, believe so they, they get to the battle and they put the bridge down over the final gap. And as usual, there are like a bunch of guys that got shot by arrows. Somehow Calvin didn't wonder what's happening. How could that be? He's in oh, the front wow. row, but by a miracle, not a single arrow comes near him. That has to piss Gaz off so much. <laughs> yeah, when he starts doing it like every time and never dies. Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of runs at this point. I think this is the first one where he like volunteers to go at the front. Oh, okay. And then he like makes it a habit from this point on. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I, I was saying Rock. I think is the one who helps him out because he was saying like, it is you know, Rock, you're cr- yeah. you're crazy, airsick lowlander. Yeah. So they go out and they're dragging guys back, and they make a fire so they can uh, heat up the knife and cauterize wounds and stitch things shut. And they have a, a like a full-on little field medicine center out here, and they save a couple guys' lives. Not everybody makes it, but you know, better than usual. Yeah. How are they going to feed these guys? Yeah. Not only no that, one but knows. they don't abandon them. They take them back to camp with them, which Gaz is also pissed about. And Calvin has to bribe him some more to like get him to not flip out, about, flip out about it. Right? Is that what yeah. happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, he like doesn't have money. But now they got to take care of these, like, wounded guys who can't work and can't, like, run the bridge, and they don't get extra food for them. Yeah. They're probably going to die. <laughs> that's pretty much it for that chapter. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's all we're going to do for today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This was a short one, but I think we got through a lot. Uh, Jake will be back with us for next time or last time because we actually that episode before this one uh we'll see you next week thanks for joining us guys i'm steve and i'm zach and we're the three rivers boys follow us on twitter at three rivers boys that's three spelled out yeah do it read more books <laughs>